Hello and welcome to the Just Mates podcast where we aim to destigmatize men not speaking up about mental health. Remember to follow our social pages on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Just Mates Pod. You can listen to and subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor and Apple Podcast. All links are provided in the description. In today's episode, we discuss goals. Um, yeah, this is um, a bit of a different one. Maybe not so much um, as uh, deep as the other topics, but still something that a lot of us are quite worried about, really, achieving our own goals and stuff. Yeah, I think we can split this up between short-term, medium-term, if that's a thing, yeah. and long-term. Yeah, I think it's... Um, um, the the whole idea of goals is thinking ahead as well, isn't it? And that can kind of lead on to like mental pressure as well. Yeah, definitely. I, it's it, it's definitely vital that you set your goals, no matter what they are, even if it's daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. Um, you need to have something to work yeah. towards. And I guess the whole reason this topic kind of came up is because we all know, and as much as it's it seems like this is the only thing that we've been talking about for the last like year is coronavirus hindering all of our progress really um i mean a lot of people have succeeded throughout 2020 i've seen a lot of people tweeting and putting out posts saying they've had promotions here and there and they they've ended up actually in a better position this and that but a lot of us have been in a situation where mentally our goals have just not been achievable yeah well it's um we can think about it that way, or it's reshaped a lot of goals. That's that's another sort of good thing. point, yeah. Yeah, so originally, um, I had a goal to, I didn't I didn't tell you this, but my goal was to originally st- stay with the previous company that we were working at for, um, oh, just over two yeah. years, two years, and then either seek promotion or go somewhere yeah. else. Um, but obviously with this that's happened, they completely cut that goal short, Um and I looked elsewhere, and now I have new goals. Yeah, and they've just been reshaped and moulded, haven't they? Yeah, and that, and that's the most important thing with goals is, like, if the circumstances changed, you know, it's not fixated at all, like, your previous circumstances aren't fixated, um, then you should be able to be fluid and adapt to that situation. I think, yes, yeah, goals are just interchangeable as well, aren't they? Um, one of the biggest things that you you end up learning throughout life, and you don't think about this before until it, you really experience it, is what you've just said. Um, it, like at the start of the year, you might have a goal of losing 20 kg, for example, and then you get midway through the year, you've lost 10 and you suddenly feel like this is, I'm in the best shape that I've ever been in. Let me start toning up and you don't lose the remainder of the 10 kg that you wanted to lose because your goals just changed yeah. and you've realized I want to do something different. And that's just one little comparison. But just job wise, you might think at the start of the year, I want to be a design director and then get to the middle of the year and realize, actually, it seems to me that the climb to design director isn't what i thought it would be let me become a creative lead and yeah that's kind of what i pictured it with with you know being in this in this new role that i have um i've i always have a five-year plan for mm. things no matter what um and nine times out of ten that plan gets skewed one way or yeah. another um, and that's totally fine but it, it does have 
it, it just gives you something to work towards. So right now I'm exec, executive, but you know, within six to six months to a year, I'm going to be senior and then two years, two or three years manager sort of thing. Um, just having loose goals like that is quite good, but you can't, the thing is with goals like career advancement, you can't pin a day no, on it. And you, you can set yourself um, like a time span in your own head, but it doesn't always go to, to plan really. And I think, um, as you said, it, it was a really good um, way you've put it, is that your goals do, do get skewed. And having long-term plans is great because you start to speak things into existence as well. But as you said, when they get skewed, you start to realise that your mindset has changed and you don't want what you initially wanted and new doors end up opening. Yeah, I kind of... Um, the best example to kind of put that in... Um, I don't know if it's the best example, but I can kind of relate to it. So when I first started playing football, right, American football, I thought I absolutely love this sport. Um, being one year in, I was like, maybe within five years I could make it to GB, like Great Britain, maybe, because um, there's a couple of guys that I know that have played for Great Britain that are on my... Uh, one of them was on my previous team, and what, one of them is on my current team. Um and I, and I kind of I remember sitting in a cafe after work and just pl- plodding it out and just saying, this year I'll do this, this year this. And looking back at it now, all like all of those goals have shifted. I do not want to play Great Britain. Like the amount of effort and you know the time that it takes yeah. Yeah, to do that. Like, am I like am I ever going to be at the caliber to perform on that level? No, I'm I'm not, and, and that's fine. And I accept it, but. Um, it's kind of you got to have the mindset. Is it is it realistic? Yeah. Um, but then again, then again, is setting realistic goals good? Like, is is realistic? Should you be too optimistic? Do you know I what I mean? I think like, it restricts your ambition if you do kind of pinpoint just the realism of the situation. Like, say for example, you tell yourself that I can only do this in this amount of time then you're kind of you kind of halting at I don't know how to explain it, but you're kind of stopping yourself from going further than your own expectations. Yeah. Like um, um for example, I could be actually just for example, it could be like the job application process. A lot of us could mm-hmm. be in our heads think I'm not ready to be a certain position. So say, for example, for for me, I'm mid-weight now. But say, for example, I just carried on applying to junior because that's the role I came out of. I'm kind of thinking, I'm setting myself president of that. I'm not ready to be mid-weight. But, yes. but the people that are rejecting me at a junior level could be because I'm actually overqualified and I shouldn't be applying yes. in that bracket. And it's because yeah. I've restricted it in my mind that I sh- I'm not ready. Whereas if I'd have applied within the midweight section, I would have got a job straight away. Yes, it's an interesting point, actually. So I think it's also exceeding your own expectations and not just setting yourself just one level flat. Yeah, um, but to an extent, they do have to be yes, realistic. Of I mean, like. Um, I think with you as well, there's, um, I'm not going to mention the names that you've mentioned to me, but um, mm-hmm. some of the things that you've brought up to me about your current work, 
um just generally like just the things you've said that's not stuff that you expected or even had in your mind at all and they've come up and now that's kind of skewed your future goal because you've realized you can actually aim higher yeah yeah it kind of um it was weird really i'd being the first week in this job and hearing all these amazing things i kind of have to like pinch myself yeah. you know uh, and then it's yeah it has made me realize like oh this is quite cool. yeah and you're <laughs> capable as well because yeah. i think um, that that you know um what you said about um in six months time or a year maybe you said i think um going to senior position when you initially applied for this role that wasn't in your mind as such like you wanted to get there but you didn't think it would happen so soon and when you were told and recommended for that position as well i think that kind of fills you with more confidence and then that fuels more goals for the future yeah it does really um you've got to envision your this so if you have a goal i i I often find if you have a goal for something your attitude and your the whole persona changes to suit that yeah. goal. Um, and if it does, if you, if it doesn't, then you should maybe consider changing things so you could be better suited for that goal. Yeah. In the long but term. The, these are what we've just mentioned are kind of long-term goals. Like, um, I guess I'll, I'll get a bit personal here with regards to my goals for this year. I was hoping to be, um, potentially has having had a promotion in my job that I was in. Um, yep and built my portfolio and also and myself the title that I felt that I deserved. But obviously with Corona happening literally within the first quarter of the year, that kind of set me back like two steps. So I was not only was I stagnant, stagnant in my position, I was also just not working because obviously there was, there was no work going. I was on, I was furloughed. And then that whole time it's really, you know, as well as I do, Sam, like you've been there for me. Um, it's kind of, um, set me back mentally and it's put a lot of pressure on me personally because I feel like, where I've been so stagnant, I should have achieved so much more. But everyone that I've spoken to about it, you as well, including, have have always told me that it's not because you didn't want to achieve them things, it's because Corona happened. And I think yeah. for a lot of people will that will be able to relate to this is not to blame themselves for not actually achieving their goals for this particularly year. Like 2020 was meant to be a milestone for a lot of people for um, growing as a person, growing in a career, growing financially. But Corona has hindered that progress. But it's not ourselves. It's not we're not to blame. It's not because we're not ambitious enough or intellectual enough or clever enough. It's because Corona has literally put a stop to a lot of things. Yeah. And you could also put it in the perspective of mate of things could happen for a reason. Yeah. I think um, um, I do this poster challenge and one of the posters that was quite a bit of a hit was, um, it was a simple one, it was just a door opening and I just used the quote of when one door closes, another opens. Yes. And it and I do find that's very true. Like one of my best mates, Naz, um, 
he he was in a shitty position uh, situation job wise mentally um about a year or so ago and out of nowhere he got this opportunity where he's working now um he got a girlfriend and things like this and he never he was talking to me about this the other day when i was in a bit of a bad place and he was telling me that you just don't know when when one little thing can just change your whole outlook on life and yeah. now his goals have changed as well like um just generally like like i just said like one door closes there's just so many things hiding behind another door that you just didn't expect let me put it from my angle and that's interesting you said that so this has kind of sparked a thought um for so um what you find is a lot you know to your 20s are kind of if you do it properly in terms of career and ambitions is to kind of climb the ladder yeah you know even get experience um in your 30s to an extent um what you find is um and this is um this is in research somewhere i can't remember the exact article or who exactly said this but um this is true so what people do is they often work and grind their ass off until their 20s through that the 20s and in some way till about 35 and then they get to the you know the peak of their career maybe they're at director level maybe even further board member you know something like Mm -hmm. that maybe maybe they're at the top working 60 hour weeks getting paid a lot of money and then an epiphany sort of comes and they realize this is not this is not for me. Um, and then that's when people start branching off and having other interests and families and stuff like more, your, your focus directs more to family. Um, and that's an, and that's a natural fact. I think it's more, more well-known in women. So women high power positions in like law firms or something. I think I said this before. Yeah. So like uh, women in like law firms typically go to like senior level, um, or bought something like ridiculously high amazing high achievers and then they get to like 35 40 and then they realize oh it's time to hunger down and have a family because you know what i've been working towards is just not it's not worth it like family is much more important i think Um, that's a really good point because in your 20s your maturity levels i'm not saying that people aren't mature at all i'm just saying generally your maturity levels are a lot different to when you are 30 because obviously without without being too without generalizing when women get to a certain age they kind of have it in their heads that they need to have a family by now Um, because that's just how women work and even guys do think like this but i think there's a lot more pressure on women in that sense because obviously getting pregnant isn't that easy when you're older and there's just so many other complications just generally um i think for it's 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 an amazing thing that you've just mentioned actually that for women and when you get to your 30s especially your mindset is completely different to when you were 20 20s you want to grind and you want to work and earn the money so that you can live your 30s luxuriously yes and that's kind of where your goals are set from so you're 20 21 and your five year like we've just we've just spoken about our five-year goals we have that because we know that when we get to our 30s we want to be able to just relax yeah well yeah semi-relax i mean obviously there's not going to be relaxing if you and me are like above manager no of course um gonna be hard but at the same time you need to put the graft in in order to get to that stage and why not do it in your 20s when you've got less baggage yeah that's that i think that's kind of the the whole premise of it is when when you're younger you don't have a lot 
of responsibilities and um yeah. like for example a lot of people living at home are probably a lot financially better off even though they've not got a job because they don't have to pay out for their own expenses whereas say for example you if you were to mm. have not had a job now after being made redundant you would have to force yourself to change your goals or just put a pause on them and yes. just bite your um bite your tongue um and i said this before the call swallow your pride and just do something yes. out of your comfort zone just so that you can um be able to be mentally ready to work towards your goal when the time is right well, that's a very good um spin on it as well um i've got another spin <laughs> um how do you suss that a goal is worth it do you know what? Um, a lot of people climb to the top and they try so hard to climb to the top, but they get there and they realise it's quite a lonely place. Yeah. So it kind of, I think the way you can define if a goal's worth it or not is who you're going to share that success with. Yes. I think that's yeah. what's really important. And no matter what happens, how good of a position you're in, um, how amazing you've done in your career, it's really important to check yourself every so often and kind of humble yourself because yeah. things can be as much as quickly as you can achieve certain things, they can be snatched away from you just like that. Very true, actually. So, I mean, just like you, for instance, you're doing you're doing really well, Sam. And like, I have to commend your efforts and the amount of knowledge you have in the industry that you're in is actually impeccable. And it's obviously aiding the things that we do for Just Mates as well, like the, the the YouTube side of things and the social media side of things. But I just mean generally, like that's important to know, and, imp and you can use that wherever you go really um but then for you as well it's important that you realize that all these great names that you're hearing at work um they could also drop just instantly just like coronavirus just came and stopped everyone's progress we just have to humble ourselves yeah and don't whinge and moan if you don't get to a goal just reshape and adapt yeah i think that's it's really good that you keep mentioning that as well the the reshape and, and adapt and like you said your your goals will always be become skewed like no matter what you do you, you might get to a goal and realize this isn't even enough and then have to alter your goal when you and that's when you probably realize that is it worth it yeah, here's a good spin on it. <clears throat> um, keep using that term spin on it, but I quite like it. Um, here's what's another word for spin on it? Um, take. Here's another take on it. Um, when I this is this is really weird. So I remember, and I know I refer quite a lot to doing my degree. Um, I remember doing my degree and working absolutely busting my ass to get the grade I got. Um, and when I finished and I got it, I was like, "Is that it? I got the certificate." And I was like, "Is that it?" Just a bit of paper, then, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then after, like, as I was doing my degree, I thought, you know, I could never do a master's. Like, you know, I don't even know how people do PhDs. Like, well, this is it for me, yeah. education. And once I finished, it was really weird. I was like, hmm, could do a master's now. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I won't do that. But it's like, I've, I I do, like, on almost like a monthly basis, I look at master's courses, even though I'm not going to do them. It's really weird. I think it's just um, a lot of people kind of 
and I used this word before in my own situation because of Corona, but this is just generally people without Corona having been here, they, they kind of sidestep their whole life. So yeah. They don't really, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Some people can just get comfortable and be happy with what they've achieved and that, that's all they need. But a lot of people sidestep and don't think ahead. Whereas I think with you, that's a great thing, really, that you look for PhD courses, even though you know you're not going to do it. It kind of gives you um, like a, a backup plan as such, because you know that even if you had to say you was in a position where you lost your job you did this and you you thought maybe education is the down is the path that I want to go down again just to restructure my life you know that I've spent all these this whole year every month looking at some courses so I know what I could do yeah yeah um this oh that's an interesting point so it's kind of like plan b right yeah yeah um what was this amazing right can you hear me yeah yeah a few moments later right oh well i can't find it but here's kind of i'm I'm paraphrasing here so i think the quote was something like um it it said there was like if there was two rabbits running how are you going to catch them both do you know do you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah. you put your focus on one don't you yeah you should put your focus on one specifically you can't you can't catch two two rabbits uh, yeah essentially i i think i think that's correct um but it's like transfer your efforts into something which is truly worthwhile and don't don't spread your effort across things that are just you know if if i if i'm saying that oh you know what naf um just for argument's sake um i'm going to be working full time um i'm also going to have a family and i'm also going to be um running marathons and i'm also going to be um i don't know playing football for england um you tell me off because yeah you, you you're trying to catch too many rabbits in one go yeah just what's the what's the juiciest rabbit you know? yeah do you know what that's 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 made me think of something as well um which is kind of on the on the line of goals changing is you know when i initially when i left uni yes um obviously i knew what i wanted to do I was, i've always been interested in graphic design but when i started i always thought to myself i don't want to be one of them people that's just honed in on one skill and can only do one thing mm-hmm. so i tried to be a jack of all trades so i was always open to everything saying yes to all kinds of design things so that was my initial thought process when i when i left uni and I, obviously i got the job straight away but as, as I started developing myself self as a designer in my role, I started to hone in on a certain few skills that kind of shaped me as a designer. Yeah. So I don't know if you've heard of this saying is um, don't be a jack of all trades and a master of none. So That's... don't try and do everything at once, but not be known for anything um specifically and be good at just one thing i I think what i'm trying to say is i i do feel like i'm a versatile designer now 
but I've kind of developed myself as a type of designer that I want want to be now and I'm working towards that in my own time like digital so basically for me it would be I'm not trying to be an overall graphic designer I want to be a digital designer and that's my goal um, Mm -hmm. to be specifically um, demanded for my skills in digital design and Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of my goal has changed um, since I left uni and that just goes to show that um certain goals aren't worth it because you realize that that's not you yeah um do you think it's do you think it's best to double down on your strengths and not focus on your weaknesses or focus on your weaknesses and keep your strengths in line I think it's really hard because you might go down a path where you've never had to focus on your weaknesses, but then there comes one project in line or one job in line that demands a need for them things that you're not so good at. And you focused all your energy on catching that one rabbit that this other rabbit is literally going to die. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It it, it is difficult because it it just depends how much manpower and how much um, strength in your mind you have to be able to hone in on them weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, I've... um, (laughs) This is like a weird example. So I've never been... I've never really too... I'm not really too great with maths, right? Mm. Um, It's like academic maths, um, algebra things like that and never really have been that talented in that regard um but i thought i like business so i did i'm actually a qualified aat technician um, okay some i did that at college and then i did a i chose a finance module at university um and i've also bought that those those finance books which i generally read like when i can be bothered um so i guess that's a that's a way that you can kind of do it just do a bit focus on your weaknesses a bit on the side yeah you're right it's Um, just like um just like for example if i wasn't good with excel i'm not saying that that's something that i need in my job but i mean it, it does it doesn't hurt to know it but say for example i found out that microsoft excel is my weakness just like you said even if you don't have the strength to focus on it every single day maybe set aside an hour a, a, a week or 2 hours a week to just go over the basics so that when you are in your job and you're demanded for Excel, you're not just going to say to them, sorry, I can't do this. You can just use them basic skills and say, oh, well, um, sorry, but um, I've got a basic understanding. Um, Is there a chance that I could have some more time to learn this or could you show me this? It's just a willingness. Yeah. And um, don't go 100% on your weaknesses. Exactly, because then you lose your strengths. Yeah, I think I think it's it's balancing the scales, isn't it? And if you tip it one way too much, um, then uh, yeah, it's just gonna it's just gonna fall apart. I'm only realistically doing finance like as a hobby on the side. It sounds a bit weird for a hobby, but just learning about it because I know I'm going to be doing an MBA in about five years, and um, finance is one of the most important parts especially if you're doing anything managerial um or you want to own a company you have to know finance yeah and it just puts you at an advantage doesn't it and even if you say for example for any reason in five years you weren't weren't to do that you would still have all the knowledge that of finance yeah exactly so it's not like you're losing anything if anything you're gaining something that it will just benefit you in other areas 
Yeah, and it, it can make you feel good about it, you know. Like if you're in my in my stance, if you're doing anything marketing related, what are the chances the other candidate next to you or like the other person next to you knows anything, you know, about finance at yeah. all? Yeah, that's kind of how I started in it, it to become a digital designer. Really, is um, when I initially left uni, um, we went taught After Effects, which is one of the softwares just for people listening. And I ended up just learning that off the back of my own time and just learning it. And I, I, I know that before I got to the role that I was in with Acuity, there were a few jobs that were pretty much um, said that I stood out because I knew After Effects, whereas a lot of the other candidates were just general designers. But yes. um, and, and a lot of the applications that I've seen now have said that good understanding of After Effects is, um, is a plus, a benefit. Whereas for yes. me, that's my natural skill. So yeah. I'm already like, I feel, not to brag, but 10 steps ahead of the, another candidate that doesn't know it. Yeah, and that's that's great to know as well, mate. Because you never know when that opportunity comes up. Um, like I, I never know. Like if something comes up with finance, maybe in like two or three years, they they could be like, oh, you know, we need someone that knows this. And strangely enough, I know it. Yeah, because you've set that one hour a week to actually learn it. It's yeah, just, exactly. it's just. I think it's just all, all. It all go comes down to effort you put in, and it just pays off hard work really does pay off um yeah and there's also a balance as well hard work and just don't burn out like so in my current role i i think i told you i've got so many certifications to do within the next yeah. few months it's, it's actually ridiculous and um, it can be overwhelming <laughs> as well and i found i was burning out like i didn't tell you this but i like i was working so hard last week that i broke down and just cried yeah you um, said you had a little stress cry didn't you yeah it just just hit me like a ton of bricks um but and that and that's an example of just i would have been much better just to give myself some time um and just relax a little bit and then you know chill but equally I, I, you know when we got made, not made redundant but when we got on um furlough um, so this is the cert- yeah, the certifications that they required me to do in my new job. I've already done half of them because you did that off. Th- you, you literally did that for no reason. Rick. Well, at the point, at that point, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I've already done it. But so in the long term, I mean, I have to do them again because it has to be listed with the company I'm working for. Um, it, it can't be independent. So my certifications that I've got are listed as independent and not linked to the company. So they they're not really you can't really use them. Yeah, but. In the at the same time, it's like I've done before, so it's much easier, and I can do it much more quickly. Yeah. Um, and having the goal that I had during furlough to get those certifications done has massively benefited me. And it's just mm-hmm. and another thing as well, Sam, is um, you know, the job you applied for. Yes. Um, in, in I used the comparison earlier of not going for a higher end job because you feel like you're not good enough, but you actually did the opposite as of that is you went for a job a bit low lower grade that, than you are yes and you were overqualified for but you knew that there was room for progression so you yes. thought well i'm not actually taking a step back all i'm doing is taking a step to the side so that i can come forward where there's no wall stopping me yes that's exactly what i did that is exactly what i did and um, that is um that is you swallowing your pride a little isn't it it's you thinking well i know that i'm not 
well, yeah, better than this position that I'm going for. But I also know that long term, this has got more more stairs to climb. Yes, um, that's exactly how I went into it, mate. So I just I said to myself, um, yeah, the, the, it's going to be a lot easier to climb the ladder um, and to get a promotion. I think it's going to be easier because I've done this before and I'm better suited than I really yeah. don't want to say it. I am I am better suited than some of the other people that would go for maybe that senior role. And that, um, that's what I mean. Like, um, obviously, when, when we went through like your application and stuff, obviously you were you were talking to me about it all, and yeah. it was apparent. It was so apparent that you were overqualified for the role. And sometimes it's good for the employer to see that because they then realise your potential. I'm not saying you should be cocky about it, and you weren't. You just mm-hmm. did your job. You just did what you're good at. And that was yeah. how it came across, that you just were overqualified. But I think to to be able to do that in such a way that people understand your potential is very important as well. Yeah, and I, and I did say to them during the interview, and they, they said, obviously, you're overqualified um for this but we'd still like to have you and i said no listen like i'm willing to take a step back to take a step forward and they really liked that yeah it, yeah exactly a lot of people love um a lot of companies love the uh, their employees to be willing really um not to be just a yes yes person because there's a limit to that but to in comparison to what you did that is kind of it's a it's a, it's a mature step to make yeah, yeah. And I could use this example in football as well, right? So I played running back for two years. Yeah. Um, and towards the end of my final season at, in Plymouth, I said, mm, I want to give linebacker a go. And they were like, well, you're not going to get any game time. And I was like, yeah, I know that. I just want to learn it. And he was like, well, you're not going to get any game time, Sam. I did eventually. I got some. But it's like, he, and I was like, yeah, I'll just, I just want to learn it. And they were like, that's actually really mature of you. And I said, I'm not expecting to get anything out of this. I just want to learn. Yeah. And I think that is the most crucial aspect of like, especially if you're in your twenties, even thirties, to be honest, just, and this is the same principle for when I went into this job, I did not give a shit how much I was going to be paid. I just wanted to learn. Yeah. And there is, um, in, in on the other end of the spectrum to that mindset is naivety as well. Um, yes. obviously don't undersell yourself. Yes. And obviously your time is worth a certain amount. And do you know what? Actually, let me see if I can I can find it. So um for just in, in comparison to what you in comparison to what you've just said, I um posted this thing because I saw someone I reposted it. Mm-hmm. And basically what they said was, let me find it. Okay. So for example, um this is kind of a reflection of what you've just said about being overqualified and stuff and stuff and not expecting the pay grade that you thought you might deserve. Yes. So this says, if I do a job in 30 minutes, it's because I spent 10 years learning how to do that in 30 minutes. You owe me for the years, not the minutes. Yes, I've read that before. And I think that really just reminded me that, so for example, if you're charging a certain wage or you're expecting a certain salary, don't be hesitant and don't be shy because what you're able to do for that salary, it's not a reflection of how long it takes you to do it. So for example, why would someone pay um, a designer 200 quid for an hour's work? Whereas... Mm -hmm. The, the reason you're paying 200 quid is because that designer has done so much work that they're able to do it in an hour. Whereas yeah. if you went to a different designer, they would take about a week to do it. 
Yes. Yeah. So, so you're that's... paying for experience. <clears throat> yeah, and that's true, and that can work out maybe even financially better for you in the long run if you understand that. Yeah, exactly, because you're now, instead of spending two weeks of someone's time, you're spending two hours of someone's time who's actually good at what they do and can get it done more efficiently. Yeah, better turnaround. Like, you could be paying more, but it's better to what turnaround. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just um, people's mindset that they don't really understand, especially creatives. We get kind of pushed to the side and we it just looks... Because we aren't, aren't doing anything physically, especially you as well, it just looks like we're not actually producing anything because we're not we've not got a a plumbing pipe we've not got a paint roller we're not actually doing something physical Mm -hmm. i think we're um, still offering a service i think a good way to kind of put something on this is no one owes you shit yeah (laughs) um and if you have that mindset then you're golden yeah Um, that's the way i look at it it's like no one like just have that lone wolf kind of mindset it's like no one owes you anything you've got to do everything yourself um and that can go a long way for your goals yeah exactly it all ties into how you you think about things really doesn't it and your intentions yeah we've discussed long term and kind of midterm just to end on it should we talk about short-term goals I was going to say that, micro goals, mate. So, like, you know, we always say this and we are literally probably advocates of writing a list and writing a journal. Um, But we always say how, like, just setting up yourself a to-do list for the the day or the week, kind of, they're they're still goals, aren't they? Well, if you think about it, smaller goals align to... It's like, don't think of them as goals. It's like tasks. Um, So tasks that go into... um, objectives yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah so like you're more like you could have three tasks which could align to a bigger objective yeah you're right there yeah so and all them like 10 different things on your to-do list could work yourself towards that one big thing yeah 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 that's it exactly mate so it's like um for me this week i've got this exam tomorrow um i've also got a, a little bit of other work um, and that aligns with what I want to be qualified and stuff. You, you know what I mean? Like in, it aligns with longer term. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. So I think all of that are more, um, much more important than bigger tasks because they uh, accumulate. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right, and it's just it's just the same with me from when I left uni and when I was in uni, um, teaching myself After Effects. That wasn't um, for anything, but it kind of led to the big goal that I'm working towards now of being a digital designer and stuff. And having that knowledge has kind of fueled this goal. Yeah. So yeah, just yes. these little micro like missions that you give yourself every day. Um, just it will just help you grow either way. And even if it's not towards a big goal, you might end up realizing that my my to do list for this month that I've completed has actually given me a new goal. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. Like you could just do smaller tasks and see where it heads you, like yeah. where it takes you. Because a lot of people aren't in the kind of process of thinking. I want to think um, ten years ahead or five years ahead. They kind of live at life as it is, and there's nothing wrong with that as well. Mentally, that that is probably they're probably a lot better off because there's less pressure. But them little to do yeah. things that you do can kind of be your. I don't know how to explain it, but like people's goals can just be getting out of bed in the morning. It's, yeah. it, it, everyone's perspective is uh, is different. And I think the biggest takeaway from this is just because somebody's goal is a lot more ambitious than yours or vice versa, you're more ambitious than somebody else. It doesn't negate the fact Ooh. that they, they don't appreciate life or don't want to do anything. Oh, good point there. Good point there. Um, don't yeah. compare. Don't compare to people's I, stuff. I think we all. always say this as well. Everyone's milestones are different. Yeah. Um, you just you compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to um, yeah, other people. Because everybody's, everybody's um, situation is different. Um, somebody might not have the mental capacity to aim for the things that you're aiming for. For example, the After Effects thing that I know, another designer might not actually have the, the sufficient software to even learn that but they're actually 20 times better at other basic things that i'm not so good at yeah um <clears throat> there's also this thing with the comparison it's quite weird I, I, yeah <clears throat> i said that so someone else is kind of at senior level right yeah and i could be i could be like oh why has he got it and i'm probably got about maybe a little bit less experience yeah. than him um maybe just a tad but you know, if I was comparing and getting all assy, then I, you know, maybe I would, I do have the right to complain or something. But at the same time, it's like I'm happy for him, like good for him. Yeah, um, I think. Do you know what? That's such a good point. That's just made me think. Sorry if I cut you off. Um, is being happy for others? It's just that um, I think it kind of ties into karma, really. Like um, just being. I think if if you have a positive energy and you release this positive tox. Uh, toxins and you release this positive energy towards other people you're happy for people naturally positivity will just gravitate towards you and things will just fall into place yeah just gratitude Gratitude. that's it yeah so i mean everyone's uh, i think we can probably end it on this kind of note is that everyone's goals are different don't overdo it in your mind and expect yourself to um always achieve your goals because sometimes things happen circumstances change um and your goals will change so don't worry yourself so much if you haven't got to where you thought you'd be Mm. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just always self-reflect, really. Good point yeah, to end yeah. self-reflection is probably more, most key um, thing about um, goals because you will really reevaluate what your goals are. Very true. But yeah, no, <clears throat> thanks again. This is episode 21 as well, Sam. So I can't believe it. Um, another, another week done and dusted. Um, thanks again for everyone's support. I mean... We're, we're only doing this because people are actually listening so and obviously it's helping us as well and we just want to help people so yeah yeah thanks <laughs> yeah mum biggest <laughs> supporter in the world but but yeah. yeah no um again thanks again for coming together sam um i know it's been a bit difficult time wise for both of us really um but yeah we, we're still doing this powering through
Yeah, mate. No, it's been good. Um, we need to change it up at some point. Yeah, we do, yeah. Um, I want to do the Wim Hof thing, which we're going to keep talking about. I know, yeah. I mean, uh, funnily enough, I bumped into you yesterday, didn't I? And we, we were talking about it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I know. Weird. You look, I know. You, you look, um, you look <laughs> you too, friend. mate. I've never seen such a stunning hot model. Oh, oh not you know, teasing me. Teasing on me. But yeah, no, again, thanks again for listening. Um, episode 21 of Just Mates podcast. Um, I've been Nafis. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> I've been Sam. <laughs> Um, yeah, Nafis and Sam. Um, yeah, speak to you next week. See you later. See you later. Bye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>